For another episode of the Three and One podcast, joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot, give it up for international Ian Lamont Morgan. I wish y'all could see me dancing right now. Cleveland is in the house, and here in Columbus, but he still roots for the home team. Give it up for Keith Turner Jr. Not one, not two, not three. But four, baby! What's up, y'all? <laughs> and here in the capital city, by way of a lot of other places, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. They call me the Black Al Jero. Oh, oh, God. Oh, wow. If you don't get that, if you don't get that <laughs> reference, go watch Fighting Temptations. Oh, man. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? Oh man, LeBron's a champion again. It is just an yes, amazing sir. feeling. It is amazing feeling, ladies and gentlemen. For all my LeBron fans out there, we stay strong. We stay strong. It's, it's a. Uh, I'm. <laughs> how is it? How is it in Cleveland? How's are you guys doing all right up there? Are you guys mourning this championship? Or are you guys rejoicing with the with the new champion? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! There are some that I'm, I'm sure just you know rolling around on the carpet, just you know <laughs> not knowing what to do with themselves. I'm celebrating. Amen. I'm still looking at I'm still looking at our trophy, polishing that off real quick. Hey, you know, and the Browns four and one, feeling pretty good right now. Most definitely, we are one more in the win column. Yeah, no, no, no. It's it's, it's all sweet up here in Cleveland, man. I was thinking about uh, adding a fourth person so we could be the four and one podcast today, just to keep the. Oh, the going. let's do it. Let's do it. If we, I mean. We'll run out of room. We, That's the way we're going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So let's start off with the most important thing. And the most important thing is we have a relatively new NBA championship. Yes. God. Yes. Give it up for the LA Lakers. Hey. This year's NBA champion led by one MVP, four-time finals MVP. Mm. Mm. I believe his name is LeBron Raymond James. Yes, sir. Guys, if you had to boil it down to one thing that was the key to this championship, what is it? It's the GOAT. Mm. It is that man from technically the 330, but it's fine. It, it, it's close <laughs> to the 216. He um, claims Cleveland. Yo, LeBron is a he is the greatest of all time in his wow in his own category. Hedge, you're hedging to. quite hard there. You're hedging. No, no, no. There's no there's no comparison needed. Um, there he is a great of all time in his own right. Yeah, uh, three franchises, three Finals MVPs. Uh, and you look at the distance four between finals. those Finals. Four. Well, yeah, four. Well, but I'm saying like with. That. You know, one with each franchise. Yeah, what I mean, yeah, yeah. We get you. and the time period between those. Um, just looking at you know, just, just how vast his impact is, his influence is on off the court. Though, man, the fact that he's a walking triple double to the point where we have gotten bored with walking triple doubles. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's and I mean meaningful triple. 
I won't do it. We love you, Russ. But anyway, yeah. LeBron is a difference maker, man. Uh, um, and without him, they don't get close to sniffing that title. Uh, props to AD. Props to Vogel. Props to Rondo. Props to Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss. I mean, they not too long ago they were the laughing stock of the league because their dirty laundry got aired, magic, was, you know, clowning and everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, within a blink, hop, skip, and a jump, and here we are. But Central focus, number one reason, is King James. Yeah, man, I I was literally having a conversation with Malcolm about this this week. Like, you know, hearing the greatest of all time to me is so problematic because, you know, so many people have different reasons to call someone mm-hmm. the greatest of all time. So I, I always ask people when they say MJ's the great, the GOAT or LeBron's the GOAT, what is your criteria for someone to be, you know, proclaimed the GOAT, right? I won't get into all of that right now. Um, but one thing I will say is that LeBron James, it's such a shame that the, the, uh, the Lakers threw away a 40-point brilliant performance by LeBron in game five, or it really should have been a gentleman's sweep. It gave me flashbacks to game one when LeBron scored 50 against the Warriors and still wasn't enough to beat him. But thankfully, we're not playing the monsters of the league anymore. Um, but I think, Malcolm, to answer your, your question, I think it was the defense. Yep. Uh, this defense was bought in. Frank Vogel, you know, is known to be a defensive-minded coach. And let's not forget, they did not have Avery Bradley, who would have been another great defender. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, so shout outs to that defense, the way that they learned and adjusted the whole playoffs after mm-hmm. a loss to Portland in game one, lost to Houston in game one, another loss uh, against Denver. Um, they just rebounded and played better defensively after every single loss. And that's what we saw. Um, and let's not forget the Dwight Howard. No. Oh. The <laughs> very solid and albeit great performance all playoffs from playoff Ray John Rondo. Uh, it was a great the oh. whole time. What? It wasn't Whoa. great the whole time. Let's be I'm real. Not, I'm not Thank say- you, Keith. Oh. Yes, sir. Listen, anyways, his presence was made known. <laughs> and let me say, regardless of, you know, the bubble, um, you know, before we got to the playoffs, Ray John Rondo was very solid in the finals when it counted, hitting three point shots. Being aggressive, playing good defense, pick and roll was great. Uh, shout outs to Rondo. You deserve a ring with the Boston Celtics yeah, and the Lakers. Deserves a ring. Um, I talk a little bit about that game. I did not expect them to just blow the brakes off of Miami. Yeah. I thought Miami would have a little bit more fight. I was surprised Dragic played at all, mm-hmm. um, and he just wasn't. He he wasn't all there. You just saw that he wasn't there. Um, I think the one thing you know to look at is. At the end of game, um, I can't remember game numbers now. Five, whatever the one, the Miami second Miami win. Jimmy looked like he didn't have anything left. He was nothing. He spent everything, and then you saw it in the next in, in the final game. He he didn't have much left. Nope. I mean, he had a not a, just didn't have a good game. Uh, Rondo blew by him. Um, everybody was getting by him on defense. You could just tell that took everything that he had to have that performance that he had in the previous game. Um, and once again, that shows how difficult it is at this level to beat a LeBron James team. Yep. It, it, I don't want to say it killed him, but it took every, every ounce of Jimmy Butler <laughs> to beat uh, LeBron James in the previous game. So, um, you know, it's all about the defense. It's all about the defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they committed from game one, day one, 
Uh, when they brought in Frank Vogel, you don't bring in a coach like Frank Vogel if you're not going to co- compete um, and commit to the defensive end. Um, and they truly did, starting with LeBron and AD. And then that makes it easier for guys like KCP. Makes it easier for guys like Danny Green. Um, it, it, you can't under underestimate the impact of a Dwight Howard, especially in the Denver series. Didn't play at yeah, all man. in the Houston series, but he really took it to Jokic. Um, being physical with them, bringing that energy. And even if it's in limited minutes, even if it's 10, 12 minutes, you need those minutes um, from a center um, against one of, probably at this point, the best center in the NBA against Jokic. Um, and every, you know, I was listening to a lot of people talk about at this point of the series, there's no adjustments you can make. Yeah. But the Lakers did have one more adjustment, and that was to start AD at the five. And we saw what yeah. just happened when they started AD at the five. They start Alex Caruso. Yeah. Man. Yep. That yep. helps the defense. I mean, Alex Caruso, you know, offensively, you wish he might shoot a little bit better, but his energy and what he can do defensively, rebounding, he's one of the best rebounding guards in the NBA, in my opinion. Him and Rondo just cool. dominated the boards um, during this series. Um, so the energy that he brings, the, the the what he can bring on the defensive end, if he could start to shoot the ball a little bit better and, and start to get some of those little tricks of the trade from Rondo, um, you know, the Lakers might have a future starting point guard uh, moving forward. Do y'all remember one Aaron Kraft out of Ohio State? Yes. You yes. know, Caruso, even though he is a little bit better offensively, reminds me. He's a much of better Kraft. athlete, though. He's a much better athlete. I mean, athletically, I mean, yeah, I mean, he definitely has ups. He can dunk Mm -hmm. the ball and things like that, but plays well defensively, Mm -hmm. brings energy the way Aaron Kraft did, um, just shot the ball better, Mm -hmm. you know, a little bit more athletic. But, you know, I think it's a decent comparison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he is. We talked about Delhi on the last (laughs) five. But, you know, he's definitely that that Anderson Verizal, you know, type that Mm -hmm. just brings – that X factor of energy when everybody else is dog tired, right when everybody gets laxed and into the flow of the game, he's over here on 13 trying to dis- trying to disrupt inbounds passes and things like that. And, and yeah, no. Nah, so I agree with I agree with Malcolm. I I agree that the defense was amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and key to all of your points, um, I agree that Vogel made those great adjustments. But even just listening to what we're all saying, um, and the fact that. One for tone, um, and if you could think back to way, way back in October 2019, uh, when we started this season, these guys were coming in locked in. Uh, remember, they're fresh off of that uh, that disappointing season last year. Uh, all of the doubt talks, all of the mm-hmm. so on and so forth, all of the hoopla about the Clippers when Kawhi uh, shaded the Lakers and decided to go there. Oh, they now they got Paul George. They mortgaged the entire future of their franchise, but they got Paul George. And so, you know, all of the talk and everything. Playoff P. But the fact of the matter is uh, who set the tone for those guys to be uh, not only not only uh, doggedly hard workers that we know about LeBron's work ethic, we know about his conditioning. You hear guys talking about how they adjusted their regiments because when you see your leader do it, um, you got to fall in line. Not only did after they brought in AD, um, um, you know, he also set the tone for the attitude. Mm-hmm. He, he and AD have coexisted. Uh, yeah, you know, everybody says, oh, you know, that's my brother. We get along at the <laughs> start of the season. But where are you in May, June? Or if you put that in COVID terms, where are you in July, August? Where are you in, <laughs> yeah. you know, where are you in September? And those mm. guys are on the same page. Yep. 
they might be chewing each other out sometimes, everything like that. My point, LeBron sets the tone. He has set the tempo for them. Um, um, Rondo, huge help off the bench. But, uh, again, you're, you're getting performances out of KCP, Danny Green, guys that you would not unless, like Jimmy Butler said, you know, you, you, you're on the LeBron James team. And that's why you're going to have to go through a LeBron James team if you're going to win. And so I, I think, you know, this, this cements his legacy even further. Which is why I can call him the goat. Mm. It's a different goat. Mm. Listen, it's more. There's more than one pastors in this world. He's mm. the goat of that pastor mm. um, to do what he's done in the way that he's done it on and off the court with the bravado and with the integrity that he's done it. He's a goat. I think we'll have to save a goat conversation for a whole different pod because that brings up so many different things so for me. Things. But, you know, I, I would tend to agree with you when it comes to the greatest basketball player all around um, of all time. I think we're, we're seeing him right now in one LeBron James. So, um, And I don't think his son will be that. Well, nobody's son is as if when you're great, your son is never as good as you. Like it's it's impossible. It's mm, like you're probably right. If Jordan, could you imagine if if Jordan's sons were better? Like how good would they have been? Seriously, had yeah. to have been. Like it, it would have been strange. It would have been so strange. <laughs> this yeah. is true. So here's here's what I'll say about this goat debate. I don't like having it with certain people. I've heard Keith having it with people that are just, I'd never talking to ever in life. I don't want to meet these people. <laughs> um, but here's what I'll say. Um, the 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 last dance documentary showed me something that no one really wants to talk about at the end of that set of that second three Pete Jordan was done like physically mentally. He was like, I can't take this anymore. Like I Pippen needs to come back. I'm carrying this team. I'm tired. I can't do this anymore. And that's after three, he did three, took two years off, came back and did three more. And he's tired. LeBron has done this. How many times now Ian? Been to the finals, you mean? Yeah. Uh, 11? 11. And what no. Is it? no, it's 10. Oh, no. It's 10. 10. It's 10. 10. It's 10. And but that's prophetic. 11 next year. Amen. Mm. I was about to say, I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the future about that. <laughs> but listen, they, they've been, he's been 10 times, and am I right to say nine straight? Or was it like eight, seven or eight straight, something like that? Uh, yeah, they last took, they, year, they, last they, year they broke it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you want to talk about somebody who should be tired and should not be still performing at the level that he's performing. So true. And, yeah. And and some of them Cleveland teams, he drug. Sheesh. He drugged that them Cleveland for teams. Sure. Um, and USA basketball and, and Olympics. Look, all these deep playoff runs. And so I think what's get, what gets discounted a lot is people are like, well, Jordan was 6-0. and Jordan wouldn't have been 6-0 and if he had played those two years in the middle. I don't think they get. Mm. To, I don't think he gets to. Ooh, hot to, take. Where's the hot take button? <laughs> Ooh, that is. Uh, he would. He wouldn't have yeah. been six and zero oh. mm. mm. for a mm. lot of reasons. I mean, those Rockets teams a were pretty darn good, um, but you saw the mental and physical toll it took on him at each of those three peats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you're not going to put that into your metrics, you're just going to say Jordan is six and zero. Oh. Jordan quit for two years. Let's just be real about it. Yep. He quit for two years. And people are so ready to say, oh, Ooh. had he not, you know, they would have definitely won. Like no. Steve he, Kerr even said it. He said, there's no way we would have won in those two years. Right. We were 
we were mentally tired, we were emotionally tired, like we just didn't have it anymore. And I mean, and you got to think about like the the final, like the first Cleveland series against the Spurs shouldn't even count because he drug a terrible, mm-hmm. no offense, Ian, but a terrible Cleveland Cavaliers team oh, no, to the finals, with- put mm-hmm. them on his back himself, and still averaged over twenty in that series and lost to a very good well-coached, mm-hmm. better Spurs team. Mm-hmm. And then two other years that I don't think should be looked at as bad is when they played the Monstars of the mm-hmm. Warriors. Like, that team, to me, that, is... Especially that first year when he lost K, uh, K, Kevin Love in the Eastern in the Eastern Conference playoffs. And, yeah. then, Kate, and then Kyrie game one in the game NBA one. Finals. And they still almost and beat them game one. they still won two games in yep. the Finals with Absolutely. Matthew Dellavedova. Yep. It, so, re- it reminds me of when you, like, when you shoot the serial killer in the movie. And he just keeps walking towards you. Yeah. And then you cut his leg off and he keeps walking towards you. And he's like, why won't you die? Man, yeah. that, that series was epic. It was that. And then you had the, the two with KD, who to me is still an unbeatable team from what I've seen and from what I know about basketball, the way they stretch the floor. I don't think the the Jordan Bulls in the 90s beat them. I don't think any team beats them. They're just too gifted athletically and offensively. So honestly, the two that you really – give a, a bad score as LeBron on is Dallas, which we all admit he played terrible, and the the series against the Spurs with the Heat. But that, that Spurs team was really good. That Spurs team was yeah, really and, good. And they, and they were on a revenge tour, too. Yeah. Right. They, they swept through the league like a plague that year. So, so it's like, it's really unfair to me, at least, for people to be like, oh my God, he is just four and six in the finals. I'm just like, Jordan would not have won. He may have won one other one that LeBron didn't because he mm-hmm. probably would have played better against Dallas. Other than that, you put Jordan on that same roster and they win the same amount of championships uh, that LeBron has had in his history. So it is what it is. Mm. But, you know, I just I hate that whole argument. So um, let's Ooh. talk a little bit about Lakers future. Um, they basically have no money. Let's just none. And the salary cap is not going to grow. Um, KCP, Rondo, um, JaVale McGee, and I believe they have one other pl- person with a player option. Oh, AD might be that other guy. Um, I don't see any reason to believe that AD is not coming back. Um, what, what roster moves or things would you like to see this team do as they prepare to go for two in a row? Or are they even, is, is that even possible? I have no idea with the money aspect, but I would love to see Bradley Beal. Um, <laughs> um, I'd love to see, you know, a, a little bit better of a playmaker at the point guard position. Um, better than I, the greatest in Ray John Rondo. Oh my goodness. Listen, I love Rondo <laughs> as a role player. That is what he is. You know, I wouldn't love him starting for me as point guard all year. Um, I think that would be great. Um, and some, you know, we brought in Danny Green to hit shots, and you know, Danny. Oh God, please say it. You know, say just it. talk about your light skin brother. Come on, my now. goodness, will you please? You know, <laughs> get back to your normal. You know, hitting shots, self, Danny, for this next season because we're gonna need you. But anyways, um, so yeah, I mean, that's one of the biggest things to me, at least. Um, I've seen quite a few people say a lot of things that they would love to see the Lakers do, but again, we're strapped financially, so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's probably one of the biggest things. And then, of course, if you can add a couple minimum, you know, mm-hmm. minimum salary, you know, uh, shooters, you know, that would be great. You know, a Kyle Corver would be great to just throw in and hit a few shots. You know, some mm-hmm. of those no, type of I names. I don't want Kyle Corver. I mean, that's fine. 
I would listen. He would hit some more shots than Danny Green did. He would, but he would be a complete liability. He's just nothing on defense. Uh, yeah, I get that. But that's why you only bring. I mean, Duncan Robinson's zero on defense too. Yeah, but he's he's young. Crockover's like eighty five years old. That's true. That's true. I mean, but <laughs> someone of that nature yeah, of that yeah. stature who can hit some shots. You know, that's it. I was watching a. Uh, I was watching an interview with uh Kyle with Allen Iverson talking about uh how he loves Kyle Corver, and I was like, why? Then I remembered that he he came in with him. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh, Kyle Corver's been around for a grip. Yeah, he had but, uh, he had prime Kyle Corver. He didn't have this old version he, of. <laughs> he did have mop top uh, Kyle Corver. <laughs> uh, the Lakers are fine as long as they have LeBron and AD. Um, I would throw Rondo into that mix. Not, I agree. Not in the starting lineup. Not for this team. Um. Sidebar, another thing that took a lot of heavy criticism, even from me, was the whole LeBron running the point thing, mm. which which he kind of did, kind of didn't. You know, he played point forward like he's been playing, but there was a more concentrated effort on him running the point, and, uh, and it worked. Here's the thing. We always yeah. do – we do this every year where the coach, whoever's coaching whatever team LeBron's on, well, LeBron's going to play point guard. Everybody overreacts and is like, you guys, he's been doing this. Like, this isn't a – we're not we're not doing anything crazy here that hasn't already been happening. He's been playing point yeah. guard. Just, I mean, but no. Listen, I, I as much as I love LeBron, I'm I'm always one of the first to say he has he it, it, his handles on 2K are a smooth 74, <laughs> and so I thought he was going to be getting gobbled up all year before he hit half court, and uh, and it didn't go like that. Uh, in part because LeBron's great with the forearm uh, to create space when he's backing people down up the court. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, as far as as far as moves that they can make, um, I you know we got to remember we're in the circumstance now where we're talking about the champs. Uh, what does that mean when yeah. you're talking about the champs? You're yeah. talking about guys that will now take the veteran minimum, take yeah. less than the vet minimum to come. Uh, I trust that you know we've had a long time to think about this, long time to deal with things. Will AD, um, you know, maybe take a pay cut as nope. he's talking about going from year to year? He shouldn't. Nope. But the question has to be asked if he will. Um, and, and could this be a culture like the Spurs? If Duncan did it, AD could do it. You know, if did Dirk Prime, did it. Did and, Prime Duncan do it, though? They didn't, but if they had the – I and, – and, right, I wouldn't – if I'm their agent, I'm not advising them to. But if I'm sniffing Dynasty and I know I've got two years left of, of Prime LeBron James, I might make a move like that. Mm. And in year three, pay me what I'm worth. So I think there's just a strategy, you know, to, to bring into place. As far as players, there, there's going to be guys. You know, there, there will be guys that will be there. I do think you upgrade at Danny Green's position, find a 3 and D guy. There are plenty of younger younger models out there. I hate to say it like that. And he is a champ, and continuity matters. Well, he's but, on for another two years, I believe. I believe Danny Green is up for another two years. Just, so he's not going anywhere. Uh yeah, you're right. Because nobody's trading for Danny Green. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Not after that final uh, performance. Uh, KCT, listen, I'm not big on him at all. I have been, <laughs> I'm on record Still? calling him a bum, a bum Still? straight up. But <laughs> um, I got to acknowledge that he, he's decent. He's Let's see, uh, he's a guy that LeBron James will make look like oh my a starter, and uh, <laughs> and so. I oh guess he can stick gosh. around or something. You're giving you're, uh, upgrade, upgrade some shooters. Um, you don't necessarily need the JaVale and Dwight, even though I think a healthy JaVale could still make contributions. But 
if you want to grab a big that can stretch the floor and that plays big on the inside, um, you know, there, there are some options out there. But I don't think they need to do much as pertaining what they have. Again, I, I don't know the financials like Keith, but there will be guys. There will they, suddenly be players have, that will. They have no money. so Should we shop Kuzma? No. Mm. Not gonna be able yeah. to, his, he's on a rookie contract. You're not going to be able to get anything for him unless you attach more money to it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he, he actually he has not drummed up enough value for himself for I think his, him to really be worth much. Anymore. And he was a late first round pick, so his number is like maybe six or eight million. Mm. And so there's not a whole lot for, for a guy that's that young and still developing, I'd rather hold on to him. Okay. But but that does that does bring up a good point. If he can solve the issue of himself, because I think we all see the potential, we know that he can become a viable third option. We just don't see much pointing in that direction. But mm-hmm. this is a huge offseason mm-hmm. for Kyle Kuzma because yeah. he's either going to become, you know, not not even star, but, you know, most improved player category. I mm-hmm. need to see that type of development from him because LeBron, you know, in order to, to, to really maintain for these next couple or three years, I think he will see him try to take a little bit less of the love, especially in the season. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just to reiterate, they have no money. There's not even if AD takes, <laughs> takes a pay cut, they still don't have any money. <laughs> if if all of their free agents decline their player options, they still don't have any money. So well, then, how would they, they have? have it's, it's minimum and uh, minimum contracts, draft picks, and um, and uh, mid level. I think it's the mid level exception they have. How would they have been able to? Swing Paul George or Kawhi then because they had the assets and the space. If they had timed it out right, if you make the trade for AD after you sign a free agent, then you have the cap space and you you're you're moving the contracts equal contracts AD and whoever. Then you have the cap space open that you could sign him and take him. You're over the cap and you're going to pay the luxury tax, but that's how that's the way that you work the salary cap that way. Gotcha. They all, they all want them to have a third star. I don't think they need it. I don't think so. I mean, it's 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 going to kill their depth. And I think, as we saw this year, I mean, they were they were playing eight, sometimes nine guys in the finals. Yep. Um, and I think that matters. So I think the what I would try to do if Javale opts in with, to his player option, I, I'll try to deal him for nothing. Just take him off our hands. Um, the one. The one move that I would be excited if they could make it, I'm okay with them like bringing back Dwight and then going to try to get um, Marcus Demarcus Cousins back on a minimum. Like yeah, that's what someone year. said. Yeah, I heard I heard someone say get him back on a minimum. It's yes. a low risk proposition because you don't really need him to play. Nope. Um, you can play AD at the at at the center in high leverage moments, but if it works, then you have another guy who can score, who can help spread the floor, and at times can yep. anchor that offense if you need more time to rest. And I think next year, that's going to be really important because we don't know when the next season is going to start. It could start in December. It could start in January, but either way, it's a truncated off season. So these guys are going to be coming off a really intense playoff run um, and then having to jump right back into the season at probably at the beginning of the year is what we're looking at. Yeah. Um, so they're going to really have to be smart with people's minutes. And I think that's good. And they're going to have to take some risks. Um, I'm, I'm okay. I, I would, I would love for them to bring back Rondo. I would love, I'm okay with them bringing back Dwight in kind of the limited role he has now. Yep. JaVale. I mean, we didn't really see JaVale in the playoffs after the, nope. after the first round, he was pretty much done. Um, Dwight outplayed him. Yeah. I mean, it's easy, you know, Dwight made, you know, 
he wasn't like incredible offensively, but his field goal percentage was extremely high. He took the shots that were only necessary, like threes in the finals. I mean, <laughs> hit, hit some free throws, which you know historically Dwight has not been a very good free throw shooter, uh-huh. um, and, and he rebounded well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a no brainer between Dwight and Javale in my eyes. Yeah, um, and then the the thing is. Markeith Morris, do you want to bring him back or do you want to try to upgrade? I would like to see them get some sort of the the name that came to my mind, but he has a player option. I don't know if he'd be available, but a guy like a Rudy Gay um, who could shoot a little bit, could do a little bit of that same stuff, but is a little bit more athletic than a Markeith Morris and can guard wings a little bit more because right now they don't really have a guy that can guard the Jimmy Butlers yeah. unless you're going to do LeBron or AD like that. And I think you need to have a little bit more versatility yeah. over the long haul. Is Hoodie Mello going to be available? That's another name Ooh. that I kind of like too, but defensively, I just don't know yeah. how he fits. With His what defense is doing. not great. Yeah, but I can tell you, he does not fit. He does there. not. But offense in a in a limited bench role, his offense would have really. I mean, imagine those kick out threes to uh, KCP at moments, being Carmelo Anthony instead. Yeah, I mean, he's not great for mm-hmm. three-point either, but, you know. He was pretty good this year. I'll, t- I'll take it, though, right? Yeah. I'll take it, yeah. you know, for sure. I'll take him over KCP. Uh, well, for ne- what? Never mind. Let's not go there. Because <laughs> even though I'm not huge, I'm with Ian. I'm not huge on KCP. Like, every time he shot the ball, I was like, please go in, please go in, please go in. Oh, thank God he made one. Um, I don't know. But I, I would definitely take, you know, Hoodie Mellow, if we got Hoodie Mellow um, on a minimum deal, you know, just for some some depth on the bench. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's all about role. If he if we're talking about him starting and being a twenty five thirty minute, then I'm where I, that would worry me. I'm out. But if he's if we're talking about ten to fifteen, uh, more regular season moments, and then having him late in games, I think would be a huge weapon for this team. Um, he hit he hit shots and and can hit shots. Um, so at times when the offense bogs down, he can help you. But it's all about. I mean. When you're in this position, you're in LA. You've got LeBron. You've got AD. Yep. You can build. You can put some stuff together with people that are. Look, I'm at the end of my career. Especially this year, there's not a lot, whole lot of money going to be out yep. out there. So there's going to be some yeah. people that we yeah. thought were going to get deals that aren't going to get. And they're. I mean, Demarcus Cousins wasn't able to find anything and yep. came back for minimum. He's coming off an injury. I think they've got the inside track to bring him in um, for next year. But there's going to be guys like that that the market's going to dry up quick, and they have to figure out what they're going to do next. Yep, I would agree. Um, so oh, and Dion Waiters will not be with us. Uh, absolutely, and neither will Jr. Jr. Smith. Thank you guys. Here's your ring. Appreciate you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming. God bless you. Um, I, I would, I would love if they could bring like a George Hill or somebody in. Uh, I know that might. Uh, did we do? That I was gonna say. Did LeBron do that already? Uh, yeah, and it didn't work for him. Did he played well? He's a, yeah, I don't know if he's a guy that plays well with LeBron. I think he could. Uh, he didn't, he didn't play all that well with LeBron before. He plays well. Like, same with Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder in Cleveland was like, I thought he was done. Like, he's washed. And then he went to Utah and Miami. You're kind of like, okay, he's he's all right. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just I don't think that's as – in our minds, I think it fits well, but not everybody plays well with LeBron. Who was still good at sending in the corner hitting threes? Okay. Did Iggy get a two-year deal or one year? Uh, yeah, they, I think they had to extend him to get the trade done. Oh, and man. I don't want Iguodala's done. I can't. Man, I'll take him off the bench, man. He's a he's a decent defender. Uh, can, he, mm. You can take him, take him somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, I, I, I mean, if he we looked, got him on a on a veteran minimum, I'll, I'll he take. Looked him. bad in the, in the finals. Yeah, I mean, he did not. You know, and who knows what his you know quarantine season looked like? You know. Good gracious! So real quick, um, storylines, NBA storylines. We'll talk some more about the off season as we go. But what teams and or storylines are you looking at during this off season? 
Watching Brooklyn very close. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I-, I wish there was a Hard Knock show in Brooklyn. It's gonna be nuts. Yep. Kyrie is just busty, bust here TV. Like I just. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you never know what's coming. Like it, it is. It doesn't have to make sense. That's the thing. Like there's, there's no filter that's applicable for that man. He will just say anything. <laughs> um, but we'll also go out and ball. But yeah. we'll also be toxic <laughs> with this team right after they hire a new coach. Right. I mean, it is anything. How does he impact the chemistry that they had there? Remember, this is a Brooklyn team that, yeah. you know, they weren't looking impressive, but for what they had out there, Karis LeVert leading the way, that's a lot of promise heading into a new season. It's very similar to the, to the Boston team he imploded. <laughs> Absolutely. You're right. Coming <laughs> off that, ter- that, that, that Terry Rozier, uh, Jason Tatum pl- you know, playoff uh, uh, not phenom, and so yeah, phenomena is the word I was looking for. But yeah, uh, uh, Brooklyn. Uh, also curious to see what Toronto does. Mm. Yes, Van Vliet. He's gonna want his money. Agent, yeah. You know, um, that's Kelsey. I hear New York is calling. Got Knicks. Please yeah, don't the, do that. Please don't do the cesspool of life. Dear God, please Knicks. No, I just know. <laughs> No, no. Is Isaiah Thomas still helping him? Is he still consulting? Because that feels like Isaiah Thomas thing is going to happen. Let's give a max contract to Fred Van Fleet and, and Demarcus Cousins, and let's just see what happens. I'm like, no, nah, bro. Like, Fred Van Fleet to the Bucks is interesting, but they don't have. I don't think they have, they don't have the money to pay him. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, yeah, but Van Vliet is definitely someone I'm, I'm looking at to see where he's going to land. He played pretty decent in the. I, I would even say he played very well in the bubble mm-hmm. up until the Boston series. He yeah. did not play particularly well. Boston is a pretty, no, not pretty, very good uh, defensive team. Um, yeah, I would say very good. They're they're very good when they play well. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really interested in, uh, in seeing what the 76ers are going to do with, mm-hmm. with doc yeah. and, um, and then what, whoever gets to Houston, how is that going to work out? You know, yeah. some people are favoring mm. Ty Lu, um, which I think that would be interesting. You know, um, you know who just interviewed for that, right? Who? Jeff Van Gundy. Oh yeah, Jeff I did Van see Gundy. that. I did see that. And Stan Van just interviewed for a job too. It looks like he might be the top one for the Pelicans job. We might get the Van Gundy brothers back, guys. Gosh, man, I don't want to see him in, in New Orleans <laughs> at all. Gosh, Lee, man, I want a fun. <laughs> just sweating. I want a young, fun coach yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. You know that can really, you know, Mark Jackson just throwing that name out there. But anyways, I think he's, I don't think they, he's gonna get back in the league. No, I just, he was blackballed. You know, for as a as a Cleveland Browns fan though. Right when you want the fun guy, you really need the boring guy. Are you talking because about Stefanski? I'm talking about Freddie Kitchens and Kevin Stefanski. Well, yes. Freddie Kitchens was not the fun guy, anyways. That was a, just a terrible hire. What were they thinking? What were your boys thinking, Ian? No, he was fun. No, he wasn't. He was, fun. Just, terrib- he was just terrible at his job. He yeah, was fun so. when he was offensive coordinator. He wasn't right. He wasn't fun as head coach. He was a terrible head coach, anyways. Um. Oh gosh, yeah. Anyways, I don't know, but yeah, those are the things I'm looking at, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, yep. Couple things, team that no one is. We've kind of forgot about. We forgot talking about culture. The Spurs. They've got some young, some young talent that I actually really like. Derek White, um, Murray. Those are two really talented guards, and Doc really kind of handed over the team to those guys. So they've got Demar Derozan. And um, Lamarcus Aldridge, who I think they're going to try to deal in this offseason. So, what team feels like they're close Ooh. enough to take on those guys? Um, you know, Demar, for all of his faults, can still score the rock. Um, you know, 
Ian is pretty well documented, not really enjoying watching LaMarcus Aldridge, but he's still an 18 and 10 guy. LaMarcus Aldridge is solid. Uh, and a, t- a team like Boston uh, would, would very much so benefit mm, from his services. Mm. That's what they send need. Send him to Turkey. Let's just, let's just do Jason Tatum for LaMarcus Aldridge. Let's just yeah, that. right. <laughs> Gordon Hayward for LaMarcus Aldridge. Let's do it. Oh, God. Um, and then uh, Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, from all... From all looks from the outside, they haven't hired a head coach yet. But Oklahoma City looks like they're going to pivot with these young guys. So Chris Ball had a great year last year. Yes, he did. Really being a leader on that team, showing that he could still be um, a really effective player in the right situation. Yep. Um, so what team is going to pony up? What is going to take to get him? He, I think he's owed f- over $40 million next year. Nope. So it's going to take a lot of money. Um, and so... Could he be a buyout candidate? Do they hold on to him and try to trade him in the season? I think that's going to be something to look at because a contender that feels like they're close, I feel like could make that deal. Milwaukee, from a basketball sense, I think that would be cool. I don't know. The personality thing, I just don't know. Chris Paul comes in your locker room in most cases, and if there's other people that think they're alphas, he's but it's going to butt heads at some point. Yeah, We saw it in Houston. We saw it in L.A. Um, so with, with him and Giannis get to get along with those other guys. I don't know. Uh, but basketball wise, I think that's what Giannis needs. He needs a point guard that can get into the offense that can hit shots, take some of that pressure off Giannis to be the playmaker um, and allow him to kind of play the game that he wants to play. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Those are the kind of, but it's going to be interesting offseason. not a whole lot of free agent money, but I think trades are going to be huge. Yeah. I think this NBA draft, we're going to see a whole lot of trades because I think, um, y'all, we're about to. This is the last, the last ball brother coming up this year. Lamelo. Uh, so, <laughs> gosh, I, I honestly think whatever team he goes to is going to implode. I don't know why I think that. Well, I do know why I think that. I, you watch him play, and it's just like, bro, you need to just stop. Stop. What shooting. is Levar doing? You know, I'm sure he's you know just hiding after the Lakers won a championship. <laughs> okay. After he oh. promised oh, God. they would not win a championship. <laughs> where where you at, Levar? Call in to Three and One Podcast. We want to talk with you, please. <laughs> he's probably trying. He's, to, uh, trying to... he's trying to ship those uh those <laughs> big balls. Those twos. <laughs> those twos. He's still trying to ship them. I'm still waiting for my track I think is still he's to, waiting. I think he's still trying to book tryouts for Leandro. Oh my gosh. He's on Wish. No, he's sending stuff through Wish.com. That's, that's what it is. I'm about to go look for some Zotus. Oh, oh my God. Oh, by the way, guys, the Golden State Warriors, too. That's another, ah, that's another yeah. team, you know. They gotta look, look at them. They'll be back. They you know, got they, the got high, they got a number two pick. Are they going to try to deal that to get a player? Because, again, they are a, a very good swing player away. You know, I take this. I hope that they draft LaBello Ball. Because I want to oh see Draymond Green choke out an NBA there's, player. You <laughs> know, there's no way they are taking Lamelo Ball. No I, way. I want to see Draymond Green just put his hands around Lamelo Ball's neck and say, "If you shoot one more pull up three from half court, I'm ending your life." Then he'll have to choke his dad too. Because then his dad will come out. He'll have to choke his dad out. This is just that'll be talk about great oh, hard knocks. God. My goodness, that would be incredible. Yes. Can we NBA? Can we please get a Brooklyn Nets hard knocks, please, and just mic up just Kyrie. That's it. That's would, all I need. It would be so good. That's it all would be I so need. good. Um, all right. So we're going to move on to some NFL news. Monday night football game was a complete dud between the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. That was Tuesday, but you know, just sorry, out Tuesday there. night game. Sorry. Y'all, football every day is just confusing. It's so great, though. It's so confusing. It's so great. I don't know what fantasy week these guys are on. I'm looking at my fantasy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just so you guys know, Keith. 
has his headphones uses for podcast recording and couldn't find them. So I let him borrow mine and he pulls them out of his pocket right now. I know that's riveting content for you guys, but <laughs> it was funny for us. Oh my goodness. It sure was. Oh. Um, so the Titans are now 4 0. Yeah. I'll be honest, I did not know that they were 3 0. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of lost track of them after the whole COVID thing and yeah, all that stuff. What, what is making this team this good right now? Let me tell you this. Um, this is a system that Ryan Tannehill could not have dreamed mm-hmm. about getting into after he left Miami. Who's the OC? Uh, I don't even know who their yeah. OC is. Um, but it's, you know, some middle-aged white guy. I seen him yesterday. <laughs> I seen him on TV. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Um, but, no, I mean, their, their defense is solid. Um, and, honestly, I expected them to be a little bit better. They started giving up some points, but... They, they run heavy, Derrick Henry. They have a defen- decent offensive line. And Tannehill makes just enough plays to, you know, and he looked really good against a good Buffalo Bills yeah. defense. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, Tennessee, honestly, if, if never mind, we'll save that because I think that's a topic coming up soon. But Tennessee, I love A.J. Brown. Um, I love Johnny Smith, their tight end, even though he just cost me a fantasy week. You know, it's all right. Um, but, yeah, Tennessee is very, very solid, and they're well-rounded. That's what I think – keeps winning them games and Mike Vrabel is a fun and good head coach. There there you go, Ian. Is that all right? I love it. Yeah. I I and I would agree. I think it definitely starts from the top down. Um with Vrabel and uh I would say it's just a steady diet of Derrick Henry. I would say it's just Ryan Tannehill being a game manager. I would say it's just that defense really being under the radar and um and underrated. Uh, but just getting the job done. Um, but it, it, it really is all of those things. They do not beat themselves. No, they I do think not. That's, I think that's one, one really, really, really huge thing. Um, is that, yeah, you know, you can have all those individual pieces, but have a couple spells of getting excited and then that costs you games. But if you were watching that Buffalo game, it was just, it's the same kind of low, it almost puts you to sleep because mm-hmm. uh, it's not necessarily always exciting, but it's very, very consistent that you used to get with the early dynasty New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily with the run game because they didn't, you know, after Corey Dillon, you know, they just pretty much alternated backs. But, um, yeah, it's just it's just being fundamentally solid. Uh, um, to the point where, I mean, we remember they had a deep playoff run last year. This is not yeah. new for this ball club. And so uh, I think we'll continue to see more of the same and, and really have a surprising season out of Tennessee just because they fly. Somehow they're, one, they're that good team that manages to fly under the radar. <sighs> I mean, this is a team that is a win away from the Super Bowl. Shut down Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Uh, beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Y'all, like, this team is, they are, if you overlook Tennessee, you will lose. Um, because they just, they're built for it. And I love, I just love watching them play together. They believe in one another. Um, yeah, so they are, they are going to be there uh, when it's all said and done. Like, they're, they're going to be a, a contender. And, I mean, let's not forget, this Buffalo offense was lighting every team up that they yeah. played. Josh Allen was killing it. Uh, Stefan Diggs is just a great target for him to have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills the rest of the season. I'm very curious. Those are two teams I'm very interested to see in the AFC. Yeah, I'm, uh, I think Keith hit it right on the head. Tannehill, this was this – is, I don't want to say it's built around him, but it's, it's a system that he can be successful in. You don't yeah, ask him to man. do too much. And I think – one of the underrated things about him that you don't 
always think about is that he's a really good athlete. Yes, he can run the um, football. So he can be a threat in the running game. And so you put him with Derrick Henry, who's just how many different ways can you say monster? Um, I mean, man you put, child. You, you put him with that offense. I mean, and then you look at the rest of the offensive pieces. It's not anybody that super sticks out. Their wide receiver group is a, a few solid guys, but no one really spectacular. Tight end group doesn't really stand out. Running backs outside of Derrick Henry, you're like, uh. Um, but I think Vrabel has this defense playing really well. I think bringing in Jadavia and Clowney, he doesn't have the stats that you would want from him, but he has an impact on the game because teams have to pay attention to him and he gets pressure on the quarterback. Um, and that's, and that's valuable. Even if you don't get sacks, if you're able to put pressure on people like Josh Allen and make him uncomfortable, I mean, Josh Allen was on fire coming into this game. Yes, he was. Uh, MVP candidate. Um, and I expected them to win this game. Um, but. Tennessee just came in and just blasted them. Yep. And you can't, it's hard to overcome three turnovers in a game. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You have three turnovers. It's tough. And they almost had a fourth one. Jadavian Clowney dropped a, a INT right in his hands. Yep. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm really interested to see how this season continues. Um, they've had the, the first COVID scare. They've got uh, Corey Davis, who's on the COVID list right now. So they've got to hold that at bay. But, I mean, the momentum is starting to roll for this team, and mm-hmm. they're putting themselves in a real good position to control that AFC, um, not just their division, but the, but the AFC, co- the whole conference. They're still undefeated. The Chiefs aren't. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, it's true. Um, other, I mean, a lot of big headlines came through, um, starting with the injury to D- Dak Prescott, guys. Um, first of all, prayers to D- Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, on, on the franchise tag. Um, and then takes that super tough injury. He's he's out for the year. Um, guys, what do you think this does to his contract status uh, going forward? Do you think he gets the money? To, does he have to now accept a deal that he didn't want to, or do you think the Cowboys will do the right thing and, and pony up where they're supposed to? I think the Cowboys. I think they pay him. Yep, absolutely. Go ahead again. Yeah. I don't even have much more. I mean, he, he's, at this point, he's proven – uh, and not only has he worked in chemistry, uh, you integrated pieces like Amari Cooper, um, but you've also seen guys develop. You got Gallup and, and, and Lamb who are really starting to thrive under him. And while I do think Andy Dalton, let's, let's not forget, he can throw the rock mm-hmm. and maybe, um, maybe a change of pace is good for him. Mike McCarthy's, well, we'll see. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, I think you, you will absolutely see the value of Dak Prescott as this, this season plays out. And uh so I think if they're smart, Dallas pays up. I don't think it's I don't think there's really too much consideration uh, that needs to be made. I believe that Jerry Jones is pretty much, you know, uh com, you know, conceded that that he's a he's a big part of their future. I've seen some quotes from him. Uh I know they try to play coy, uh, but I think they know on the inside that they've got a franchise guy and you can't. To have two franchise guys at your at your tailback and at your quarterback. It's, it's too good of an opportunity to pass up. They're going to have a championship window for a lot of years, mm-hmm. so you hang on to them. I just don't think that Dallas and Jerry Jones wants to go down as, you know, that guy in that team um, that, you know, first of all, toyed around with him in the offseason. Um, I don't know what it was, a, a number. Apparently it was that, you know, Dak just wanted to sign a four-year deal. Jerry, Jerry Jones wanted a five-year deal, blah, 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 blah. Whatever it is, I just don't think that Jones wants to be – known as the owner who, you know, should have signed Dak, did not. Um, And then on top of that, 
uh, as you said, Ian, they're going to see with Andy Dalton. Believe me, I've seen Andy Dalton rooted for the guy since he's been <laughs> with my hometown, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. It is not the yeah. prettiest sight. You put pressure on Andy Dalton, it's a wrap for him. He does not have great pocket presence with pressure, and he had to face a lot of pressure because our offensive line stunk. Now, he gets a better offensive line with Dallas, um, but he's not going to be able to stretch the field like Dak. Um, so again, to every team out there that's getting ready to play the Dallas Cowboys, you already noticed you put pressure on Andy Dalton. That's how you're going to beat him, um, and, and force Andy to make the throws, put guys in the box, make sure you limit Ezekiel Elliott and now force Andy Dalton to make throws. Now he made a couple good ones toward the end of this, uh, past game that was against the New York football giants. I'm talking about when he plays a good defense with a good secondary, good pressure, then I want to see what's up because let me tell you this much right now. If Andy Dalton somehow figures out a way to get them to the playoffs and wins a playoff game, I'm done. Next. Yeah, bro. I'll be praying for you during this uh, season. Uh, I swear if he does it, bro, I will be so pissed. Um, I, I want to believe that they'll do the right thing, but I feel like Dak is going to have to take a deal that he doesn't want to. Um, he's because, I mean, from his perspective, he's he's coming off. He's coming off an injury, and at the end of the season, he doesn't have a contract. Um, so I think he's going to end up having to take a deal. I would love to think that Jerry Jones would do the right thing. I think he'll still get paid handsomely. I just don't know if it's the deal. It's going to be the deal that Dak intended to get. Sure. Um, uh, definitely, I mean, the thing is, Andy Dalton could still lead this team to something because that division is god-awful terrible right now. <laughs> Um, that is true. I mean, Carson Wentz is sitting there rubbing his hands together like, we back, baby! Philly, we back! <laughs> I'm the best quarterback in the division again! <laughs> Let's do it! Oh, Lord. And he's playing terrible. He's playing so oh, bad. Oh, my God. And they're still second in the division right now. Um, so it's it's going to be an interesting drive to the bottom in the in the uh, in this division. And... Uh, Andy Dalton, you know, say what you he's he's he can put up numbers. Yeah. This is a, they've Absolutely. got a good offensive line. They've got a running game. They've got the weapons. Yep. He should be even if he's not putting up Dak numbers, he should still be able to do something. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's I mean, why they get him. That's why they get a guy yeah. like Andy. I would t- love to have Andy Dalton as my backup. Yeah. I just don't want him as my starter. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens in Dallas. I'm, we're, we're rooting for you, Dak. Get you some Campbell soup. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh wait, is that he's not Campbell's? He's a chunky, isn't he? Whatever. Get yeah, I think he's chunky soup. Get yeah. you some soup. Uh, we'll hope to see you soon. Uh, some other quick hits. Le'Veon Bell, released by the New York Giants mercifully. I think everybody on that team wants to be released. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, Adam Gase. I think Adam Gase is about there, too, wants to be released. So, real quick, where do you guys think he's going? Where do we think he's going or where do we want him to go? Both. Give me both. <sighs> Keith, I'll, I'll take this. Go ahead. I, uh... Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> No, go ahead. Go, no, go ahead, Ian. I want to hear your takes. I want to hear them. No, honestly, I think, uh, honestly, oddly enough, seeming as the uh, the Bills don't really know what's – well, no, I, that would be a little um, – I, I still think Singletary needs that job. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. What's the what's the youngster's name? In Devin Singletary? Buffalo. No. Zach Moss? Working back, yeah. Now, is he out for extended time or? Oh, we don't know yet. We don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, Le'Veon Bell. I'm going Patriots. Mm. I, I think. Um, I think a backfield. Mind you, remember when Sony Michelle was putting a big number? Okay, we do I think a backfield. 
I think a backfield with uh with him as the feature back as the lead back. Then you have those other guys come in, James White and his support role as he always done. Uh who's that? Uh they'll put uh Burkhead back there sometimes. Um and then uh Sonny Michelle. I think that's a that is a great backfield to support Cam Newton who you know, I don't think we're ever going to see throwing the ball 40, 45 times. And I think that suits Bill Belichick to have those extra options. I think with Le'Veon, you can move him around. You can line him up in different places. Mm-hmm. And like he said, when he, he tweeted out or he posted on social media, you know, he's got a lot to prove. We don't know how close he is to the Le'Veon bill that uh, that uh, that held out uh, uh, classically, tragically oh, against, uh, from the Steelers. Took a whole um, year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, he did, he did get paid with the Jets. Um, that he did. I think I think I saw it was like forty mil, something like that. That's why he can take a lesser contract right now because he's still getting paid. Exactly. And then that was that was exactly my point. So I think you know the New England who probably would not pay out of out of this world for his services, yeah. but I think that's a, that's a solid landing spot. I really want him to go to Tennessee mm. um, because I think with Derrick Henry that one two punch. Derrick Henry's not a pass catching back. Um, they had that last year, and I believe they had Deion Lewis mm-hmm. last year. Um, this would be like the whole AFC would really be in trouble if Tannehill continues to play the way he's playing because Le'Veon Bell, as we saw with Pittsburgh, he was that guy who, first of all, he was a very patient, elusive type of running back. But in the pass catching, this dude at one point was catching more passes than most of their receivers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just stretched that field. But um, them, I, I think, Ian, you know, Buffalo would, would have been interesting, but I think who I would, you know, like in my heart of hearts be like, yes, I'm so excited he's there, would be Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Kenyon Drake is absolutely terrible this year right now. For some reason, I just don't know. Um, Le'Veon Bell would be great for Kyler Murray, great for Duke Hopkins. That's a lineup. Yeah. Kyler Murray, Le'Veon Bell, uh, you know, Duke Hopkins, and uh, Larry Fitzgerald still. Mm-hmm. That's a fun offense. So, you know, that's that's where I'd like. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I love the I love the fit in Arizona. Um, I mean, there's now there's rumors coming out Kansas City might be interested. <sighs> That's scary. <laughs> that is scary. I was waiting for the Tampa Bay Bucks to be like, oh, let's get a third guy, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we'll just we'll do backfields with Fournette and and Le'Veon Bell and uh, Ronald Jones all at the same time. Like, but yeah, I I like that fit. The Kansas City thing is it's a little weird to me. I don't know how much time he's going to get with because they've already played. Clyde Edwards Alaire and they play is it not Dave is it Damian Williams? Yeah, Damian Williams. Damian Williams. Mm-hmm. And Darrell Williams. Uh, and, yeah, so they've got a bunch of guys there. I don't know how that fits, but I think the the Arizona fit I think is undeniable. It is undeniable. Perfect. I think Cliff Kingsbury could really unlock some things for him mm-hmm. and we would see see him start to put up some numbers. Yep. Um other quick thing, this is a little old news now, but Dan Quinn fired. Thank God. No surprise. We all believed that was gonna happen. Um what what can we reasonably <laughs> expect from the Falcons this year? I mean, they've they're just falconing right now. I mean, we have to root for them though. They have a black head coach now, you know, Raheem Morris. <laughs> Bro, look, just, back at it. Just do better than you did in Tampa. That's Seriously. all I gotta say. Just, just do better. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, that team should be better. They really should. And it all it, it you've got to bring it down to the coaching, especially a defensive coach. You, you just got to do better. Matt Ryan is also not playing the greatest either. Um, and that's why a lot of Falcon fans are like, look, let's get him, you know, Michael let's build back. Him. Let's bring in Colin Kaepernick. Let's do something, <laughs> right? <You know? laughs> so, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I think that's really the big question for me is uh, what's going to happen with Matt Ryan. If Gurley can put together a solid season overall, mm. and if we can see him kind of get back in shape. I mean, at, at this point, you start looking for auxiliary headlines because mm-hmm. uh, they're not going to do any, anything interesting record-wise. Will Calvin Ridley and Julio both be able to make the Pro Bowl? Things like that. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> these are popcorn headlines because you don't really care about the team. Will they be able to play spoiler? I mean, at the end of the day, they know how to put up points. So you can't sleep on playing them. Yeah, but, for sure. uh, They'll find a way to lose, probably. Or do so. they tank and try to get, you know. Mm. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, oh, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. You know? <laughs> uh, trade for, trade for Dwayne go. Haskins. No, nobody, Yikes. No takers, no takers <laughs> for that. <laughs> it got real quiet when I mentioned Dwayne Haskins. Oh. Another black quarterback, but it's cool. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, real quick, games to watch this weekend. What do you guys got? Oh, oh my goodness. Sorry, Ian, but Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Oh, man. I cannot oh, wait. Oh, I can't wait. That is going to be a the ultimate test for these Browns. Are they for real, for real? This Pittsburgh defense is for real. They're undefeated, um, and they're rivals. So it's going to be – I oh, gosh, I can't wait for that game. It's going to be amazing. Okay. I mean, that's fine. Of course, I'm waiting on whoever Cleveland plays. It's a huge game. I think I talked about it last week, though, so it's all good. Um, but I will be looking at Packers Bucks. Mm-hmm. Old man Brady versus what looks like a rejuvenated, refueled mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers yep. with a team on, that looks Devontae like Adams. it Scott, might be all around good. Yeah, will they get Devontae Adams back? They will. Um, um, but yeah, will Aaron Jones, you know, continue to play solid, so on and so forth with that receivers uh, group? Uh, round out and find ways to uh, to thrive even in the midst of. But, I mean, for, for all accounts, them sitting there at 4-0, if they can hold it up again, what do you really need from the rest of the team mm-hmm. other than to play at a C-plus level because Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is so good that he's going to win you some ball games and elevate you to a solid B, B, B-plus just by way of uh, – of having that level of quarterback play. So I'm, I'm really excited. I've been waiting on Aaron Rodgers to, to silence the critics. So I'll be watching that game. Well, you guys took my top two games. There's still some great but games. Thank you. Monday night, we'll get to see mm. the Buffalo Bills mm. against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, man. The battle bow, of bow, my bow. fantasy quarterbacks. Mm. Um, this is not the match that we thought it was going to be coming into this week. Both of those teams coming off losses. Yep. Um, so they're going to be hungry to get this win. Um, you know, Buffalo off a shorter week, a, a weird short week. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Tuesday to Monday. <laughs> I mean, but it's, I mean, they, they, they should be fine. Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll be interested to see how, how Josh Allen bounces back. They've got to get those turnovers in order. Yep. If you turn the ball over against this Chiefs team, you're going to be in trouble yep. again. Um, so I think we'll see. We'll really see what Josh Allen's made of. Is he really an MVP quarterback or is he just a regular quarterback? We'll see. Um, so real quick, let's hit some college headlines. The big thing that happened, breaking news just happening today. Nick Saban comes out, tested positive for COVID-19. Um, along with that, the LSU Florida State game scheduled for this weekend has been pushed back to December 12th tentatively. Mm. Um, COVID is still out here. Yep. This is the this is the most high profile um case in college football and the biggest game to get postponed in college football so far oh my goodness um 
how you guys feeling? Your confidence. We talked a little bit about confidence level. How are we feeling? There's they're running out of room to start moving these games. I mean, yep. the SEC championship was supposed to be either December 12th or December 19th. Yep. With these two teams, LSU and Florida, playing that game the 12th, that pushes that pretty much definitely pushes it to the 19th. Yep. There's no more room for error. Yep. So how confident are we feeling about fielding a college football playoff and fishing out this season strong? Don't know. I just want to insert the whole clip from the last pod. As we said, we, we, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I think it's interesting. Florida, LSU, Mizzou, Vanderbilt, you know, both of those games close on Alabama. You know, interesting is all SEC teams. I don't, I'm not saying anything. I just feel like it's interesting. You know, uh, I know everybody's trying to figure it out, but it's like, what are these teams doing or not doing? And I think the big question everybody had, because uh, Bama just came off of that game. Um, and they, you know, uh, playing the team that had some COVID issues. And so you wonder, I think for me, the biggest question was how, how easily would it be for COVID to translate mm-hmm. on the field mm-hmm. between players? Uh, as we know, Nick Saban is not a player, but still, we find it interesting that, that this happens at this point in time. Um, I think we're solid. Ooh, I don't want to put a number on it, but I think I will. I think if we see, uh, Five, six more postponements. We might hear, we might start hearing some talk. Because mm. I don't know how sustainable this is. You can't plan anything. You can't. Nope. And because winter, what you're doing does not work. Yeah. And winter is coming. It is. It's season. Spike again. Man, look, y'all. The truth is, though, is that money is still going to be the <laughs> determining factor. Absolutely. Capitalism wins again. Unless somebody dies. Right. Let. <laughs> <laughs> Let Nick Saban, oh my God, like pass away like suddenly yeah, from COVID. They go burn Alabama to the ground. Oh my! College football is done. <laughs> NFL may be done. Like you know. So, but that's the thing. It, it's sadly going to take something of that statue uh, for mm. them to be like, hey, you know, this is probably not safe mm-hmm. enough to do it. I, and don't yeah. get me wrong. Like I would be devastated to lose football, but I would understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just you know yeah something crazy like that will have to happen. To me, at least, for it to for it to stop. Now, we may not be seeing a college football playoff slash conference championship type of deal, um, which that could then be interesting. You know, mm-hmm. oh, we're just playing these games just because, nothing, huh? yeah. you know. So, yeah, that's and then you know the Big Ten and Pac twelve and, and MAC and all them conferences are supposed to start soon. Like, it's, it's a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. here's my here's a little hypothetical situation. If you guys watched the first and what will probably be the only presidential debate, President Trump took. Uh, credit for bringing oh, football God. back. I said, Ohio. What if something happens to Justin Fields because of COVID? Do we blame? Do we blame forty five for that? We blame forty five for everything. <laughs> Anything bad is is yeah. is. is I mean, he, he took credit for it. I so. mean, he brought football. It's your fault. You brought football right. back. Justin, remember Fields. that thing you brought back? <laughs> oh, good. You know, we get they to, did because you brought football back. You get to watch, yeah, you know, young men put their lives at risk for no money. You know, unless they're working for Christian. But anyways, um, so, yeah, I just, it's a sad thing, y'all. Like, for real. College football is such slavery. Like, mm. it is terrible. Mm. And yet, he wants to just be publicly celebrated for it. When he really didn't bring it back in the first place. That's the other thing. He didn't really bring it back. No, they they reached out to the Big Ten to try <laughs> to make a deal. Like, hey, look, there's too much money. You know, people are, need football. Uh-huh. Do something. You know, so, of course, they probably felt some pressure to come back and, you know. Well, I'm. I, 
we're running out of room in the calendar to start moving these games around. So I think yep. that's going to affect. I think they're going to have to reevaluate if they're still going to try to do the college football playoff. They're going to have to reevaluate some of these standards that they judge teams by. And I think we're going to see more teams with losses. I don't think we're going to see an undefeated team. I think with teams being shorthanded, players um, not being able to play, people opting out, I think we're going to see some of these teams um, that we expected to go however many games and know they're going to be, have a loss, and it's going to make this field really muddied when it comes just, down to it. Let's just do a bubble, eight teams. Uh, there's your playoff. You know, we know at least four or five of the solid teams, you know, without Ohio State even playing, they're still up there. Mm-hmm. Let's just Let's just do it now, you know. Protect some folks, you know. The other guys, you know, you guys can just play for, you know. Have fun. Right, exactly. Just, you know? Whatever. Pick, you you need some tape football. for the NFL or something flag, like that. Play flag football. But let's get the eight teams and let's let's watch it happen. It'll be fun. Let's just watch Clemson and Ohio State play each other <laughs> in a five, five-game <laughs> series. That would be cool. play, play flag football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could, you know. I mean, don't do it on the beach like the Pro Bowl used to do. People blowing out their knees playing flag beach. That was the dumbest <laughs> idea. I will never forget watching that. Uh, and thinking, that doesn't look fun. And then I think it was Robert Edwards, who's a running back for the Patriots, just completely ended his career playing beach flag football at the Pro Bowl. Why? Sorry. Yeah. This is, and there's no Pro Bowl this year, guys. We're not even going to talk about that because no, no one cares. No. Um, you sure? Oh, <laughs> All right. I um, had it circled on my calendar, too. So the the big the big thing with this, with Saban being out, is they probably have, they do have the biggest game this yep. week. Uh, I believe it's yep. number two versus number three, Georgia, it Alabama. It is. What's you guys' prediction in this game? Alabama's going to pull it out. I hate to say it. You know, I'm not a huge Alabama guy, but they're going to uh, Steve Sarkeesian. Mm. <laughs> He's back, baby! <laughs> oh, man. He left Atlanta and knew when to get out of there. He saw, um, he saw Nick Saban get sick and cracked the beer open. It was ready to go. Right. So, I, But I think they're going to, you know, they're going to, and I think they're at home, too. So they're going to, they're going to feed off that. They're going to feed off of, you know, people be like, oh, they ain't got saving. They're going to lose, and uh, they're going to bring the energy, and they'll win. But they'll pull away late. They'll maybe maybe win by 10 mm-hmm. uh, in the fourth is my prediction. Uh, I don't know. I guess first for me is if, are we going to have a game? Oh, good point. <laughs> they got <laughs> testing, uh, yeah. testing tomorrow on Friday. So. Yeah. So I guess we'll see. That that would be huge. Yeah. That would be huge uh, if we get two. Uh, well, it'll be three, I believe, SEC cancellations. Kirk Herbstreit won't know what to do. They, they, they're supposed to have that as primetime game? I normally, I mean, I'm going to say Bama. Uh, normally, I just discredit whoever Georgia beat because I feel like the, the real test is always Bama, um, and I don't trust Georgia. But they did beat a very good Auburn team. They did. And they did, they did beat you know a lot of people's dark horse in Tennessee. Um, they, they, or at least they thought they would be very, very good. So, spoiler you know, alert: Tennessee is not back, guys. Just let everyone. They're not back. Tennessee is not back. I was just looking at. You know, there were a lot of uh, experts oh, who were talking about Tennessee before the season. So, uh, God mm. bless you guys. Mm. But yeah, uh, I got I got Bama for this one. Um, I was gonna go through games, but that's really the big game that I want to talk about. Um, yep. we were gonna talk a little Big Ten football. We'll save it for next week. Um, let's get to, I think that's it. Is that it? Oh man. All right. Um, that's it. <laughs> guys, we we've the, done it. We've, we've done, done all of the sports. We've done people. all of the sports. So guys, uh, it's time for our parting words. Keith, what are your parting words 
This evening. First of all, I want to shout out the Oakland Raiders because you guys, you know, gave a lot of tape on how to beat the Kansas City Chiefs to a lot of people. Um, mm. And Derek Carr played very well. But the main story I want to hit on, I don't know if you guys read this story. It's crazy. In Louisiana, an 11-year-old boy stole a school tr- a oh, school bus and drove for 40 minutes. <laughs> shout outs to this little boy who somehow, I don't know how he stole the magic school bus, number one. But two, for him to be able to drive a oh bus gosh. for 40 minutes and then crash. Bruh. Unbelievable. Listen. You're going to do things in this world. I hope you do them for good. But, you know, the fact that you could do that. <laughs> 11. How? Bruh, I saw the clip of this and I was like, please don't let him be black. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, he was black. Oh. You know, so at the end of the day, you're a bright kid. You use your mind to do some good things, young sir. I mean, that's the, I think that might be, he, he, you know, he's nearing finesse hall of fame. Like that, <laughs> that, that teenager who passed as an OBGYN for, oh, for all bro. Oh my I mean, God. That's like, that's, that's, it's not quite there. <laughs> it's not there, but, but it's, it's but cool. <laughs> 11 and took a school. How did he even get the key? How Bruh, did he do this? I have, I want to interview that kid. Me too. Hey kid, if you're. You are your parents. We would love to talk to you about yes, that. Yes, we would. We can't pay you, but we'll you know, we'll love to talk to you. Get you some free publicity. Uh, wow. That's a lot of driving. That is a bro, 40, 40 minutes. minutes. I, 40 minutes. Of, I'm an adult and I probably would have crashed in the first 6 minutes on the school bus. On the school bus? <laughs> on the school this kid bus. ain't got a regular license, let alone a CD a C- <sighs> bro. Anyways. So yeah. Anyways, sorry. I'm, just think, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about like walking through my neighborhood. Like I take walks around my neighborhood, and I see the school bus come in, yep. and I just look up and see a kid just driving the bus. <laughs> I don't know what. I, like, what would I do? I don't know. Pray you don't hit your house. <laughs> oh my you know? God. I'm, run, well, I'm running away for one. Right. I'm getting. But that's just that's crazy. That's that's a powerful <laughs> close <laughs> work. <laughs> I was preparing this all freaking oh. day. As soon as I read that story, I was like, oh, "Yep, there's my parting words right oh there." Oh my gosh. All right, Ian, give us your parting words. Uh, I got a couple shout outs. Uh, Sister Melissa, birthday was on the 7th. Uh, hey, Melissa, my, my brother, best man was uh, uh, Reggie Golden. Birthday was yesterday, along with my niece, Malia. So happy birthday to the all of you. I hope they're listening. Shout out Ian. to. Yeah, shout saying. out to. Yeah, no, she's listening. Shout out to uh, Mrs. Savannah James. Oh. Just the grace with which watch, you go about it. supporting your husband and uh, <laughs> supporting your husband and uh, taking care of home, just looking at the way you see LeBron when he came back. I think it is dope to see a black woman put into thrust into a position of public scrutiny, but yet if, uh, uh, being infectious. Everybody loves her. She handles that position with grace, with poise, raises the kids. She's genuine about it. I think it's dope. I'm glad that we have a queen for. Good brother King James. That's great. Thank you, Ian, for that part. I did not. I honestly did not expect that. Um, I didn't. I didn't know what direction you were going. I was waiting for the pivot, to be honest. Oh, and it didn't happen. Man. No so pivot. No I'm pivot today. Back I, to do. Get just, cut down the nets. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, we're so we're so silly. Um, oh man! My parting words are are for one James Jeremetrius Butler. Um, Give that man his respect. Um, when the when the Minnesota thing happened, when the Philly thing happened, everybody was hating on him and really hating on him for all the things that we love Jordan and Kobe for. Calling his teammates a task, being a leader. 
I mean, Michael Jordan punched some punched Steve Kerr in the face, and everybody's like, "Oh, it's cool." Jimmy Butler <laughs> yells at his at his guys, and people are like, "Oh, he's such a bad teammate." Look, I think this series, this playoff, has cemented Jimmy Butler as a superstar. Um, I don't know what else you say. He gave it. He gave his all in that series. He did. He did. Um, so you got to put give him his respect. Give that man his respect. He is a superstar in this league. He's a top ten player. Take the slander away from his name. Man. Yes, sir. Well, and he has a handlebar mustache now. I hope he shaves oh, that thing off. Please, could, yeah. for the yeah. love of God, shave that it off. Just, I don't know how, Who? how. How can it look rough and feathery at the same time? Like, it's just. just <laughs> rough and feathery. <laughs> it's just rough and feathery. That's all about the product. That's a commercial <laughs> waiting to happen right there. <laughs> I I've got to know who's you guys top three uh, playoff performers because I think for me it's Devin Booker. Uh, you mean Bubble? Playoffs. You mean Bubble? I was say, he didn't make it to the okay, I'm sorry, Bubble, Bubble. Okay. Mm. Um, um, TJ Warren almost made it in, but for me it's Devin Booker. Um, ooh, gosh, you got Donovan Mitchell, you got Jamal Murray too. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm actually uh, gonna go Jokic. Okay. Um, Jimmy and LeBron, and then AD is like. Just if I if I'm picking different players, if I'm I'm not going to load up on, on one team, but I'm going to say Jokic, Jimmy, and LeBron. Oh yeah, Jokic is definitely up there. I'm not going in in order. Yeah, I didn't go in order either. Uh, but Jokic, Dame Lillard, and uh, in the playoffs? No, he said bubble. Remember? He oh, said yeah. the, oh, okay. The whole bubble. You know, how are you going to give such a loaded question at the end of the pod, man? I you know? Uh, was, but yeah, Jokic, Dame Lillard, and uh, probably Devin Booker. Yeah, he was he was spectacular. Shout out to Jamal Murray. You're, you're in my top three, bro. Did you give us your top three, Ian? Oh. Uh, Jamal Murray, <laughs> Devin Booker, and uh, I'm going to exclude LeBron, and I'm going to go ahead and put Jimmy in there. Yeah, Jimmy was cool. Of course, LeBron. Is, oh, you know. ooh, I would slide Bam out of bio in there though, because he was really he was good. really good in the in the Eastern. Really good. Honorable mention: Goranga Dragic. He was Dragic was really he was good low key their MVP. Yeah, the, I really enjoyed his prosthetic leg in this last game. What did you say? <laughs> I said I really enjoyed his prosthetic leg. You are the worst. You are the worst. Hey, one joke though. Hey, shout outs to Giannis because his brother got a ring before him. Oh, yeah. Who's the real Greek freak? Who is the real Greek freak? (laughs) (laughs) It's not even Thanasis, is it? I think it is Thanasis. I think. Oh. I'm a, shoot. If I was, I, I thought there was it. And there a third one. There's a there's there. a fourth one. I believe. I believe there's oh, four. Good God! Oh, the right now? Uh, there's no. There's three adult ones, and there's one who's still in high school. Oh, yeah. Um, first of all, if I'm Thanasis, I'm just sending my brother selfies of my ring just all the time. Even as soon have as he yet, gets it. Just, yep. Just every day. What up, bro? And, and just sending him like just normal text messages with it. Hey, bro, what you want to get for dinner tonight? Right. <laughs> Why don't you come to LA and get you one of these? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, man. Um, so reminder for you guys, we did announce last week that we will be doing post game live on Sunday nights for NFL football at 730 on Facebook. Make yeah. sure you're following us on social media at 3in1podcast. We'll be live on Facebook, 7.30. We're going to go through the NFL games from Sunday. Um, i give a little bit of some more inside takes than we can during the podcast. So make sure you join us then. Yep. Um, but that is it. That is the end of this week's episode of 3in1podcast. Joining us 
from Cleveland, Ohio, International Ian Lamont Morgan. Goodbye, NBA. And here in Columbus, Ohio, by way of Cincinnati, give it up for Keith Turner Jr. Call me the Black Adam Schefter. I am 2 0 on this fantasy league with these guys. And here in the capital city, by way of several other places, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. You can call me the Black Al Jarreau. Look it up, kids, if you don't understand the reference. Oh, and my you, God. Don't Google the Black Al Jarreau, though. So this has been another episode of the 3 in 1 podcast. We'll see you all next time. Thank you.